Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. I'm supporting all my favorite Bay Area teams. Who are you rooting for? From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to my podcast. I'm your host, Polina Edmonds, and today's episode is on a very cool topic. It's actually on professional show skating. So, so many skaters, when they get to high school, they start to drift off from their skating careers because they might not be at the exact technical level that allows them to compete nationally and internationally. But there's still a lot of outlets that you can use your skills for skating in, especially if you love to perform. One of the best ways to do that is to be a show skater, be in shows. Today, I'm going to be talking with my friend, Abby Kimmelman, who is a professional show skater for Disney on Ice. She was Anna in Disney on Ice's production of Frozen, and she's done shows all over the world. She has so many great stories and insights on what it takes to be a professional show skater, how she got into it, and the lifestyle that you get to live when you're traveling on the road, performing all over the country, or in some cases, several countries. Hey, Abby. (laughs) Thanks for coming on today. Yeah. To start off, uh, Abby and I met, I'm pretty sure it was 2010 Nationals in Spokane. We were both novice ladies, and it was a really special year for us because it was an Olympic year. So when we finished, we all were part of the Younger Skater Team USA seminar. So we all had red jackets that had the Team 2014 on them, and we were running around watching all of the seniors and doing a bunch of fun stuff. So like I'm so sad. I mean, not that it would fit me now, but like it was so cute, like a little half zip. I love that. (laughs) I actually I love just thinking about the culture of skating, uh, specifically in that nationals in 2010. At least for all of us novice girls. I remember that we were all running around the competition together and then we also were all in one of the floors of the hotel making that music video together and yeah it was it was so funny but it was it just made a great sense of camaraderie between everyone and that's definitely the kind of skating environment and culture that I hope young kids today are still experiencing. That was so fun like all the girls were so sweet and you know yeah, we were all competing against each other, but no one was, it wasn't weird. It was just like such a fun and exciting experience for all of us. Like, I mean, I had a great time. That music video is, you know, I wanted to lead it because it's like so embarrassing, but then I'm like, I have to keep it because it's so ridiculous. (laughs) No, it's so good. I feel like I need to repost it at some point because there's a lot of skaters that are really well known now that are in it. Literally, like even just in the red jacket picture that we have, it's literally like us with Ashley Kane and Gracie Gold and Courtney Hicks and yeah no it was like a super talented so many. group and like it was such a great experience and I'm like so glad that I got to like meet everybody and you know we've all kind of gone in different 
paths since then. And it's so cool to like still stay in touch. But I think we do stay in touch because we had such a great experience there. Exactly. Yeah. It It's definitely a tight knit community when um, we have fun experiences to also bond with, not just competitive skating. Yeah. It like you know, shakes it up. <laughs> So let's talk about when did you decide to stop competitively skating? I guess probably like, because I knew I was going to go to college. Um, so I was a senior and I, I did senior ladies my senior year of high school and I made it to sectionals and I didn't make it out of sectionals that year, but I was, you know, I was just done. Like it was, you know, time for me to do something else. I wasn't really, you know, getting all my triples and stuff like I could do what I could do and you know um so I still competed in college though which was super fun I did the intercollegiate team I was like kind of hesitant at first because I didn't know what to expect I always loved competing but you know it was like it goes back to old system then cool. and there's only like three competitions a year it's like a very different format but it was super fun again like a really um close-knit team and you would you know travel to these competitions and it was always really um it, it made something that's like a singular sport feel like a team sport which was really cool you know I wanted to do shows but my parents rule was that I had to go to college first and then I could audition cool that's actually really cool was collegiate skating did it take up a lot of time was it a big commitment like other college sports are or was it kind of easier to manage with social life at school it was kind of like you put into it what you want to put into it. So I just like love to skate. So I would skate quite often. You kind of had the choice where like, if you couldn't make it to a competition, that was okay. We had like a couple mandatory things, but it was really like student run, which was awesome. And that was at Miami University. So it was, I mean, I, I had a great experience with that too. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, would you recommend it for skaters who are going to college and Absolutely. yeah, cool. Yeah, I mean, I always, like I said, I always liked competing. So it wasn't like... Mm -hmm. I, you know, but it's a much more low key version of competing too. Like it's not as scary, you know? <laughs> so it was, it was super fun. That's awesome. So how did the opportunity of show skating come to you? Like what kind of steps did you take to become a show skater once you graduated? I kind of just like looked into it and was um, interested because I saw, you know, the pictures and videos and stuff. But I actually didn't really know many people personally that did it, but um, at least with Disney, I knew people that had done other shows. And this one girl at my rank, she recommended it. She was super helpful. She helped me put together a little reel. And I like, you know, I just went out and did one of each jump and, you know, um, some spins, some spirals and just sent it off and said, you know, hi, like <laughs> I'm interested. And then they got back to me pretty fast and said, okay, can you come to an in-person audition? It was in Indianapolis. So I remember I like drove up from my college and spent the night there. The next day went in and did the in-house audition. It was such a weird experience because I had never skated on show ice before. So there were no like boards. It was smaller. It was like a weird shape. I was like so nervous. Um, but yeah, I had my audition there and then um, I heard back from them like a month later and they were like, okay, here you go. <laughs> so it all happened really fast. Yeah. That's so cool. Did you know at the time about cruise shows or were you solely just like looking for the Disney on Ice realm? You know, I knew about the cruise ships as well and I was always interested in them, but I think just because it was, I don't know, I think like because the idea of going on a ship was so foreign to me, I, I just went for, I went for land for, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, yeah makes sense. I mean, I had friends do ships as well and they've had amazing experiences. I just, what I went to first to send stuff out to and it wound up working out. So there it was. Yeah. 
Cool. Do, do you know if it's like a hard process to apply for um, things like Disney on Ice? Like, are they competitive with who they let in or like what kind of skill set are they usually looking for? Honestly, I mean, they're obviously they want people that, you know, take their job seriously and take skating seriously because they do have, you know, a standard. But um, it's great because there's all different types of skaters that are at Disney. And I can, I, that's really the only company I can speak you know, from experience because I spent time there, but, um, like, it's not like you have to have you mm-hmm. know, triple triples to get in, obviously, <laughs> but there are people that, I mean, I've seen yeah. some amazing skaters like Olympians and, you know, from all over the world, which is so cool. As well as like, you know, there's amazing ice dancers. There's, you know, people who just don't jump anymore, but they're great at steps or acting. So it's really kind of cool because it highlights everyone's skill set in a different way. What's the process for trying to be a soloist versus maybe just being a background skater, like more of the group skaters? When I auditioned, I was offered the role of Anna um, initially. So I was hired as a principal. There's so many people that come in as ensemble skaters and just kind of like you know, there's a lot of learning, you know, like I had to learn so much when I got there, not just like the role I was hired to do, but you know, how the show works. Like, and it really is like a well-oiled machine. So you have to learn, you know, all the lingo and like all the different steps and all the, you know, even something just as simple as like getting your, you know, tights sewn up. If you rip them, your fishnets, like there's so much to learn. So you can grow like with the company, which is really cool. It's not just like, Oh, I was hired on top like a lot of my friends are amazing skaters and started as ensemble skaters and you know everything changes it's awesome there's so if you're maybe not hired as a soloist at first and you're hired as part of the ensemble like there's opportunity to become higher up in the ranks of it yeah of course and like um there's a lot of understudying which is so cool because it gives you the opportunity to learn different roles i love that about the company um so that's something that's super fun as well as like you know everyone can be like kind of like learning together you know so it's not like you're hired for one thing and then you're that thing forever like your show track can always change it's, it's yeah. a cool system the way it's set up how often are you guys like traveling and where do you travel during the tour my first year i was really lucky and i got to do the asian tour so i started off in china which was obviously really different wow. um, that's so, so cool that was awesome <laughs> We were in China for like almost, it was like almost three months. It was kind of a while. <laughs> then we went to Hong Kong and I mean, wow. in China, we were kind of like in each city, like about a week. And then we went to like Vietnam, Hong Kong, Singapore, Malaysia, Thailand. I'm probably missing something, but it was, it was really cool. And that was like a more unique tour because you were like country hopping. <laughs> so that was different. But then the next year I did a U.S. tour with Disney on Ice Presents Frozen. And that was like a very, um, I guess you said like normal states tour where we were in the city for about a week. You know, you would open on like a Wednesday and then you'd have shows through Sunday and then you'd get on a bus and you'd bus to the next city and then you'd have like Monday, Tuesday off, open again on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, and you do that for about nine months and you get used to it and it's honestly kind of nice because you still have like a weekend it's just on Monday Tuesday (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it's like flipped interesting are you guys like in hotels during those times or are you purely on the bus no we're I mean we fly too um okay it just depends like what the schedule is like what city is next to what other city but um 
yeah, we have, we stay in hotels, you know, it's nice. You have a roommate, you change your roommate. And, you know, a lot of times you room with one friend one week, one friend another week and, um, you know, I'll hang out at the hotel. Like it's fun. I mean, it's definitely like a weird lifestyle and I get homesick personally. Like I'm always homesick, even though I love, loved my job, I would get homesick all the time, but you know, especially if you're in the States, like I had the ability to have my parents like come visit or friends come visit or see friends in that city. So that was like the benefit I feel like of being on a States tour. Yeah. That sounds so fun. It reminds me a lot of the Stars on Ice tour, except yours is way more dynamic and there's a lot more shows, obviously for Stars on Ice. When I did it, at least it was like six that we went to. So it was very different. That's so cool though. And how many weeks did you do that for? For, I think... When it was 2014, so right after the Olympic year, there were, I think, 20 shows in total, and I did 10 of them, so I did half of the amount, because I was in school at the time. Yeah, so those were really fun, but yeah, they would just be weekend shows, but for the full tour, I think it's about two months, and yeah, we're just kind of busing everywhere, which was really fun at the time, but... uh, Did you have, like, a sleeper bus? We did. Yeah, we actually had two, one for minors and one for everyone. 21 and up. That's what it was. Because yeah, one one bus could have wine and oh, champagne okay. and the other <laughs> bus couldn't. So essentially that's fun though. Wow. I've never gotten to be on a sleeper bus actually. And that's like I think that is so cool. Like we were just oh. on regular buses because typically we would if anything was longer than seven hours or something, we didn't bus it. So there wasn't really a need, but I think they're so cool with like the little beds and stuff. (laughs) No, totally. We would end our shows around like 10 or 1030. And so we would get on the buses at 11 PM and we would have catering from some restaurant nearby. So we would all be eating our dinners just like at 11 PM, which wasn't great, but then we would fall asleep in the bunks and roll up to a hotel probably around like three or 4 AM in the morning. And everyone would like go into the hotel and then, yeah. yeah. You're like, where am I? <laughs> like you're dragging your bags behind you. It's the worst. Um, totally. I think like being on tour for, you know, a couple of years, like totally switched my sleep cycle too. Like I'm so used to now like eating dinner super late and it like, it drives my boyfriend crazy because I'll be like, I'll come home from, you know, school or work and I won't even want to eat until like at least nine o'clock. And he's like, this is crazy. And I'm like, cause I ate dinner at like 10 o'clock for the past couple of years. Exactly. What would you say like the schedule is like on tour during, like you said, the Wednesday through Sunday shows? Well, it's different every city, but if you were like in the States, typically, I mean, you don't always open on a Wednesday. Sometimes you get lucky and you open on like a Friday with one show in the evening. That's <laughs> amazing. Um, but sometimes, I mean, sometimes you open on a Tuesday, like, Sometimes you have a holdover show on a Monday. So it really just depends on the market. But basically for me, like I would come in around, oh man, I'm probably, if I mess this up, I'm sorry. Cause I'm, it's been a minute and I'm tired, but um, I would come in early. I want to get like a nice little spot in the makeup room, set up all my stuff. I would get like my makeup, my guards, my skates, like all out of the storage boxes we would have and like kind of set up your little, you know, home for the week. And then you stretch and we would have principal ice, which is where like all the, you know, soloists um, would go out and, you know, warm up your tricks for the week. And then we would have class, which is my favorite, where everybody would all get together and either the PD or a line captain would um, run like warm up exercises. And they were always like different songs. And, you know, sometimes they were really fun exercises, like interpretive or like really challenging steps, like things to just like kind of get you moving and 
I think that like builds a lot of camaraderie as well. And then we'd have some time where everyone could go like unpack their costumes, set up their you know spots if they didn't have it, grab a snack, get your hair and makeup ready. And then we would have like a little opening night meeting and then the show starts and it's go time. <laughs> and then basically after opening night, things are a bit more chill because you know, you kind of just come in, you have to be there like at least an hour before the show. You have to like sign in and you know, you want to be ready. Like you can't be late because the show's going to start. <laughs> the show will go on. So you better be there. But yeah, it's like, you know, sometimes like on Saturdays, like we would have three shows or Sundays, three shows. And on a three show day, like your first one starts at like 10 o'clock sometimes or 1030. And then your last one will start at like seven or 730. So you're, you're kind of yeah. at the venue all day. So you'll want to like pack food or bring a book, you know, something to do. Some people work out in between shows. So it's really cool. It's kind of like you do have free time. It's like what you make of it. I mean, it was nice. Like sometimes I would come in early and just want to like skate by myself, put on music, put them in your phones, you know, and do, you know, just vibe or whatever around. We would have um, PR as well sometimes. And early morning PR would be like, like really early. <laughs> it would be yeah. like sometimes you get picked up at the hotel at like four o'clock in the morning. Wow. That's awesome. Uh, what, like, what would you do during PR? Like, would you just do interviews with local media or? Yeah. Um, it depends. Like they actually have like a really good PR schedule where they rotate people so that it's not like always the same person doing the early morning hits and stuff. And there weren't always just early morning PRs. There were sometimes we would go to like news studios. Sometimes we would go to like stores or like um, Walmart or something like that, you know, like they always have fun interactive PRs. It just depends on the market. Oh, wow. But most of the PRs I did were either TV where I was either on the ice, like in on my costume um, or like just speaking to the reporter. So it really just was different. I've done a couple radio, but one's always made me super nervous that's so funny cool how many shows exactly are in a season and like what is your prep so do you have like a month how does it work Well, it's kind of different always. I've, I think I've gotten to work on five different shows with Disney on Ice, um, which I'm like super grateful for because it's allowed me to meet so many people, visit a lot of places and learn so many different, you know, productions. Basically everything's different. Like I've gotten to break work before where it's been like you have one day and learn what you're going to be in and here we go. <laughs> um, um, and I've had situations where we were like, you know, building a segment or totally like refurbing the show where it was like, you know, a longer rehearsal, like a couple weeks for the year. I don't know how many shows because each tour is different, but I know that like typically like the most shows I've ever done in a week was I think 12 or 13. Sometimes you have a much lighter week with like six, wow. but it can, it can be a lot of shows <laughs> just depending again on the city. Wow. That's so cool. What different shows exactly have you been in? Who is your favorite character that you've so been in? So I was cast as Anna from Disney's Frozen, and I've always been cast as Anna, but I've had the, like, opportunity to understudy other characters, which has been, like I said, like, I think that's a huge positive of Disney on Ice is, you know, you can have that opportunity. Anna's obviously my favorite. Yeah. Um, and Frozen cool. is, like, my favorite movie ever, so, of course, I'm biased. But I'm biased. Like, I'm 100 biased um so definitely Anna is my favorite but I loved whenever I got to go in for Belle from Beauty and the Beast oh yeah and I really like doing Tinkerbell too that was super fun oh I love Tinkerbell that's like my favorite Disney character <laughs> I feel like you'd be a really good Tinkerbell 
what happens when, so if you're doing so many shows, especially like the same show over and over again, how do you not get sick of it? And what kind of strategies do you use to make it still fun for you? Even when it's like the 25th time you've done that same number? Well, honestly, I think just the fact that it's live entertainment keeps it exciting and interesting. It's different every time, you know, like (laughs) I, yeah, I've been doing, you know, a double toe loop since I was you know, 11 or whatever, but every single time I go out there, I could, I could fall. And then it's, then it's really interesting. <laughs> so it's always different. Um, there's always different people in the audience, you know, sometimes like there's a little, like the kids really do make the job for me at least. Like I love performing and especially like seeing that energy, like passed back and forth, like that always keeps it different, keeps you motivated. I mean, of course it's a job. There are some days where I've been like, oh my gosh, like, what am I doing? <laughs> or I really just want to crawl back in bed or, you know, but it's, you know, that's, that's life, you know, and you're always with your friends too. So you make it exciting. That's so fun. Would you say the culture of like Disney on Ice in particular, um, at least through what you've experienced is good for people and positive to be involved in? Like, are you happy doing the job? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I obviously like I was there for almost four full tours. So I, I enjoyed it, but you know, everybody's different and you know, some people don't get homesick. I think, you know, that was something that I had to like adjust to for sure. Um, I'm definitely like a homebody. So living out of a suitcase was something that I found difficult. Um, but again, I adjusted and it was worth it, you know, for me to have all the amazing experiences I did. It's really about like the people you're with, you find out, you know, you made, I mean, some of my best friends, like for life I've met through the show. So you really like, bond with the people you're with and you'll meet so many people and that that's what makes your experience so is it a full-time job in a way or do people have like side careers going on at the same time that they're doing the tour i mean it's, it's sure. definitely a full-time job because you're you know gone yeah. you can't like go and do anything else really but you know people are really creative some people would work for like the skater crew where they would like help out with like loading in and loading out to make extra money and you know i i mean i worked for um skates us um with adaya so i did that while i was at tour and you know so it, it, it's possible to do things you know i know girls that have had you know apparel companies or you know done marketing for other companies on the side so you know it's really just how you spend your time but it is a full-time job and it's hard because sometimes people don't look at it that way because you're having so much fun and you're traveling around but it is so I think that's like one of the hugest benefits of it well it's like the dream really I feel like for any skater is to be able to be doing what you love every day and then yeah yeah, like you get paid for it so the world like it's great yeah that's awesome so like, what is the longevity like for a show skater? How long do you think like you can be doing that for? I think it depends on the person and like also like the show because there's so many different like outlets for show skating. Like, you know, there's ships, there's holiday, there's Disney, there's, you know, standing shows there. There's so many different things you can do. And I think it all just depends on the person. But as long as you take care of your body and keep like a positive attitude I feel like you can I mean you can always skate so okay so final question let's say we have a skater who is like nearing the end of high school and she loves skating but she's maybe not competitive enough what advice would you have for her in terms of maybe going the outlet of show skating and like what would you tell like your 18 year old self okay well I would say I mean I know and I know college is not for everybody so 
take that with what you will. I'm saying I'm personally really glad that I went to school first because if you want to go to school, you're going to go to the show and then you're not going to want to leave because it's a lot of fun. <laughs> so I guess I'd say that. Yeah. If you know you're done with competing and you want to get into the shows, the like best thing you can do is make a video. Like you'll make a demo reel and you can just send it off to all the different, you know, production companies that you're interested in and just see like what feedback you get. I honestly sent my stuff out and didn't know what to think. And then I wound up having the experience of a lifetime. So you know, I think you really, you just gotta like take a chance. It sounds really corny, but like go for it and don't be scared. I mean, I was, I remember I was crying. Like I was literally sobbing to my parents when they dropped me off at the airport to fly to China. Like I was like, I don't want to go. And they were like, okay, well you're going. <laughs> I wound up like meeting some of my best friends and having legitimately, like, I think to this day it was the best tour I ever went on. So, you know, you just gotta go for it. <laughs> Take a chance. Trust your love for skating. It'll all pay off. <laughs> you love to skate. You'll love to do shows because you just get to share that love with an audience. You know? Exactly. Cool. Well, thank you so much for all of that, Abby. That was awesome. A lot of insight on show skating. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed this topic of show skating. Follow me on my Instagram. That's where I'm promoting this. My username is at Paulina Edmonds. And please keep letting me know what topics you want me to talk about and what guests you want me to bring on. Love doing this. And I can't wait to talk to you guys next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.